The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Good to go whenever. Alright. It was nice, quick, before Pink Flip starts. Alright, cool. Um, welcome back. We're back. Yeah. Uh, I'm John. You're not Alex. Who are you? Am I not? Who are you? Hi. I'm Patrick Carver. Oh, okay. So we're switching it up a little bit today. I'm Alex. No, you're not. Oh. Well, I guess you're not. <laughs> oh, so something different is happening today. Uh, we are going to be interviewing Alex in the football for his bar history. Are you excited, Alex? I am. I'm, I'm trying. No, I'm just trying to get this peanut open. So we're actually we're back at the Mad Dog where we did our interview in season one with Patty. And Patty is walking around, which is exciting. Uh, Patty's here, and the good news is peanuts are back. So that's a huge deal. Um, and you remember Pat from his episode with Taylor and Pat? Um, <laughs> cool. This is different. This is unique. Pat, what, how are you feeling before we begin? I'm good, but I just got yelled at because I only followed the buyback podcast on Instagram today. <laughs> and I did mean to, I promise. I just realized I'm uh, terrible at this. Yeah, well, that was your choice. Uh, we all make choices. It was a conscious choice. And we made bump. Is the uh, MLB Hall of Fame yeah, on television? Never. Yes. By the time this airs, Alex, I think we have some pretty big news, right? I'll have some big news? Yeah, by the time this episode airs, you have some great life events happening. Oh, yeah? I'll be married. Is that what you're referring to? Married to the bar. No, he's going to be married. Alex, congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I just real, yeah. I realized I'm wearing headphones and I couldn't hear. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's Alex, get into how it. How many times are you getting married? Uh, uh, <laughs> three times, Patrick. Some people say one. Uh, I'm yeah, getting married some three people times. Some say two. But Alex has to go for the three times. Some people say Patrick. it's nice to do it twice. Oh, let's clarify. Let's not get married three different ways. Yeah, right. Getting married the same woman three times. Over the course of two years? I'm ready. Alex, you've killed a lot of people, but have any of them ever been at the What? I have what people? Oh, killed people? No. Usually we ask the bartenders and bar staff how far they work. But you actually have taken a different course. So where are you now? Currently freelance writing for a bunch of different outlets. Uh, before that, taught in the New York City public school system. Super fun. And before that, the last bar I worked at before retiring was Abbey Tavern. Um, okay, so. All right, all right. Oh, okay. You can't describe the bar. I'm freelancing. But, and then, yeah, I'm freelancing. And what do you mean by freelancing is only things. Only that. And mooching off of my uh, fiance, Susan B. White, health insurance. I used to want to 
I've seen the Wendings. Yes. That's true. I have attended Wendings, yes. So, that's the number one. Why, Sean? So, Alex, what's your job? What is your favorite thing about your job? I said it before, and I'll say it again. I honestly, I hate it when customers ask for a specific liquor. I make a drink with that specific liquor. They take a sip and they say, that's not the liquor I asked for. That's not the Tito's, that's not... Jameson, that's not whatever. Even though they saw me pour it from the bottle. Now, if the bar itself wanted to replace the liquor in the bottles, that's not my fault, and there's nothing I can do about that. So you guys just drink the drink. I'll also say the this gets into a real issue when it's happy hour. If you're ordering a happy hour mixed drink, don't ask for anything but well, right? Because uh, happy hour drinks that are really cheap. You're supposed to be fast, you're supposed to drink a lot of them, you're supposed to get drunk. Don't ask for a high-end liquor with your happy hour $5 cocktail. <laughs> well, let's also come to the same thing. If you're asking for a high-end liquor, whiskey, vodka, anything, you're working. You're working. Don't mix it. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, like, I judge a lot of people who are like, can I get, like, a grape juice of cran? Yeah. Because, like, the cranberry juice that we serve, it comes from a gun, it's gross. And it's going to cut any flavor. Yeah, and you're not going to taste the liquor at all, so... So yeah, that's the biggest pet peeve. What about, I had this one, throw one out here. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to your co-workers? Oh, Pat comes in with questions off the list. Going off book here. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I wasn't ready. Alright, uh, co-worker. I mean, uh, wait until I start asking the hard questions. I know, right? Um, so... Definitely, no, I'm gonna say it. Just like in any good relationship or friendship, bad communication sucks. If your coworker doesn't communicate with you, like if you're both working the bar and, or the service station, and. Why would you both be working the service station? I don't know, John. If there's a really busy night and you need help and you're like, can you make this drink for me? Oh, okay. And then they do, but then they don't tell you that they finished it and then they make it twice. Uh, I had another one. Uh, hold on. It was communication. Oh, <laughs> I know this is gonna seem kind of hypocritical because I was hypocritical because I was the one who was late to this interview. But I hate it when people show up late to their shifts. Right, and it's not that's fair. It's not um, like if it happens once. I, I understand. But like if you're constantly, even if it's like one or two minutes late to your shift, get that five minutes early. Or text. No, not if, I don't it, if it's once every like that's six right. months. No, I, I just said that. I'm saying if it's every single time they're a few minutes late or five or ten minutes late, that drives me crazy. I was always 15 minutes early to my shifts. Well, what is that? There's a football saying. The famous coach, right? Yeah. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, fuck. That's probably Why a direct quote. Uh, this quote, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check out the sources on that. Yeah. Alex, why were you late? Why was I late? Oh, yeah. uh, because I, uh, I promised Pat and you weed. And so uh, I, I left the apartment. I think we can say that. Yeah, this is all legal. No, it's legal. legal. It's legal now. Not federally. We're not doing anything. <laughs> We've done it. We have people. I had to go back and get the drugs. Plants. 
from his backyard. Yep. 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 Dandelions. Dandelions. I love me some dandelions. Dandelion tea is good. So yeah. Uh, I had dandelion spinach a couple days ago. This is real off topic. Okay. It was from, it was from uh, an Indian food place, I believe. It was damn good. A dandelion craze? That's a thing. Uh oh. Alright. So, Alex, next question. What is your most memorable story from working at Alright, I have a couple. Uh, the first is uh, in New York City, we have something called SantaCon. And it is a miserable, <laughs> it is a miserable, miserable time to be a bartender or work anywhere near a restaurant. Uh, basically, uh, you know, anybody who's uh, of age and in college or recently graduated or is just a bad person dresses up like. Dresses up like a Santa or a Santa elf or a ranger or whatever, and it's a they use it as an excuse to just be terrible people for 12 hours straight. I was working at a bar on the Lower East Side, Santa Con. People rolling in towards the end of the night. It gets really crazy because everybody's really drunk. And we had a we had a Santa, a a younger Santa, so probably early 20s. Stand up on his table, high top table, pick up his bucket of uh, a bucket of beer, like a beer bucket. Uh, what's it called? Like a beer bucket, yeah. Bucket with a beer. There's nothing in it but ice at the time. Screams, I am Santa Claus, and throws up in the bucket. <laughs> the, the owner asks the bouncer to remove him from the bar. Why? How would he do that? And uh, Santa was pulled off of the table by Bouncer. Uh, vomit goes flying everywhere. <laughs> Santa gets thrown out of bar. Owner punches window and breaks window out of frustration. Okay. Uh, yeah, Abby Cameron. Yeah. Owner went back to Ireland after that for a little decompression. <laughs> wow, you went back to probably the most alcohol country in the world. Yeah. To yeah. Get away from this place. <laughs> <laughs> Only during Santa Con. What's that? It's imagine if you're a little kid visiting New York. Like for the first time, or just a little kid who lives here, walking up and down the streets, and just seeing all of the sandals. Like this is Claus, not a good sight. She is big. Sometimes. And yeah. Santa is thrown up in a bucket. Yeah. Like that's gonna really mess you up. Yeah. 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 I don't then, recommend. None of those sandals are handing out gifts. Yeah. And if they are, then that's just true. I would. Sorry. Anyway. That brings up a good point. We've never talked about Santa Con podcast. Who the first time? Santa Con is. It was, it was a great idea. It started with a really cool idea. It was supposed to be a fundraiser for every bar you went to donated like a can of food. Yeah. As yeah. you as you comment. Yes. And then, as far as I understand, didn't the original Santa Con food get shut down because it was so good? And then some. Weird Facebook internet population. 
announced the bar call where people are just the worst. <laughs> Shout out to Penny Farthing in the Lower East Side for having a no Santa policy during SantaCon. That's oh, where yeah. a lot of the industry goes and uh, decompresses after SantaCon. Yes, we still love Penny yeah. Farthing. I once was wearing a green shirt. I was like, please let me know. You're working all day and they say, yeah, but you wait for the they take it very seriously. Uh, myself as a somewhat Irish, sometimes I'm very sympathetic. I can't handle green shirt. I dare say Very Fuck you, Santa Claus. Anyway, also shout out to uh, it's not now, but the Mama Fuku is also down on the other side. Yeah. Santa's on Santa Claus. Well, see, I was gonna. My question is going to be, what holiday? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think Pat's right. It's, New York City is different because I don't know. I feel like on St. Patrick's Day, a lot of industry people go out and they're respectful during St. Patrick's. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on where you're going. You know? <laughs> the thing about St. Pat's is everyone's in a good mood. Yeah, and they they're in the long haul. Santa Claus, their kids are so young. But they're they're drunk by three o'clock. Yeah. Same past people want to spread it out. Yeah. So you have a tradition on St. Pat's. Yeah, what's your tradition, Pat? Pat and Pat's yeah. Pat's Pat tradition. What's the name of that bar? I love that bar. Uh, I'm beautiful. And don't, I can probably say it terribly well. It literally means a leaky boat on there, but it's a year that way. But one year, it was a baby to board my gifts, so that was fantastic. And we usually make a quick stop in Manhattan somewhere. You don't want to be in Staten Island. But you, you also have a beer on the ferry, right? Uh, no, we've actually never had a beer on the ferry. That's a lie, because we've had beers on the ferry during St. Patrick's Day. I don't remember much of these stories. Okay, so I've done this a couple of years, and most times the ferry bar is usually closed. Yeah. The bar wasn't open, we brought her up. That's what us. We had smarter at time, but I was just like, flat the most. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sean Oggs, you had small children. Yeah. That's in dogs, cats, Woodside, Queens, and Shaw. Right? Yep. Bring it back, though. I still think Santa Claus is a good mood on St. Pat's. We have 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 a Thanksgiving. I know. That's why. That's why it's a good. That's a good. Oh, the night before. But like Thanksgiving itself is actually, if you don't have plans, going to a bar on Thanksgiving itself can be yeah, humbling. Like nice. Kind of like have a family meal. Yeah, you, you gotta meet all the other people. Yeah. I mean, but also you have a lot of Irish people working because they don't care about Thanksgiving. They're not from here. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, they don't celebrate Americans' Thanksgiving. Most valuable player Because they're not American. Because <laughs> Canadian Thanksgiving's on a different day. 
No, I like that. Wait, I have two more stories. I have one more story. I just, I wanted to mention. It's not really, it's not. In two Irish bars that I worked at, in both of them actually, I wasn't bartending. I was bar backing and serving. The last day at an Irish bar, your last day at an Irish bar, is the best because the bartender and you, like the last day you're working at the bar. So like after you were like your literal last day. You, everybody at the bar tries to get you really drunk on your last shift, and it is just a blast trying to serve customers as you drink, at the time, Fireball, which is unfortunate, uh, and or whiskey. So I think that's uh, one of my more memorable, fun uh, experiences at a bar was Last day can be bittersweet, but it's always a very fun time at a bar. As long as you're on good terms with everybody else. Do you want to just do my bar history? No. Okay. I worked at... Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. So, my bar history, I started at um, Trading Post in the Financial District. I started as a runner and a uh, food runner and buster. Although I... Are you going to count Old Bone Pan as my first? I, I absolutely would count Old Bone Pan. Would you, would you count ShopRite as a cashier at a supermarket? No, 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 no. No? Yes, sir. I don't know. I think there's a difference between the grocery store and service. Yeah, I would say it's more retail. Okay. Not showing on grocery store workers. They're fantastic. God bless you. Um, okay, so then it would be Oblong Pan, that um, pastry place. Um, I'm going to just go out and say it's a bad place to work. <laughs> I, uh, actually, I'm going to hold off on that. Um, then I worked at Trading Toast as a runner and buster, which was really fun. I actually really enjoyed doing those things because I got to learn the industry and I got to be friends with the front of house and back of house. Being a runner or busser at a restaurant is actually super awesome because you become friends with the kitchen and the front of house. You get tipped out by the front of house and the bar, uh, the service and the bar, and uh, you come in early and the kitchen feeds you. And they, you don't get a shitty family, family meal, you get the kitchen meal, which is always better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Family meal is, uh, if you work at a restaurant or bar, depending on the place, the bigger places have what's called family meal, where the kitchen will cook up a meal for all of the staff to eat. Normally, chicken and rice. Uh, pasta. What else? Definitely pasta. Meatballs. Most carbs. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's salad, bread. It's always chicken. It's always chicken. It's chicken. Cheapest thing you will always eat. Now at smaller places and like more uh, uh, family-owned, I guess. Not family-owned. What do I want? Like just smaller, smaller places. You'll you can just order off the menu as a bartender, and that it, or everybody just gets to order off the menu. And that's always better. But when you work with a staff like twenty, right? You normally have a family staff. But if you are a runner or buster, the kitchen normally makes their their own stuff, and you can eat that, which is always better. Still chicken, just better. <laughs> 
right, Trading Post 2, I opened and closed a beer garden in, on Bowery called Polliners. Uh, they reopened and then they reclosed, but I was not there for that. I bartended there. I started as a server and then I bartended at Polliners, the beer garden, which was fun. Uh, I then worked at an Irish press, uh, Irish bar uh, near the Chrysler building called Black Wells. Black Wells. <laughs> And I did a little bartending there and a little uh, bit of everything there. I actually started as a bar back there and I got to be a friend in the kitchen again, which is just so much better. And then bartending a bit there, had a good time. And then uh, from there, I went to Abbey Tavern, uh, another Irish uh, bar. I actually opened Abbey Tavern, but it's still open, so I didn't close that one. Uh, and I served and did a little tending there as well. So that was a good time. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just guest appearances after that. One guest appearance that John's going to tell you about. Oh, that you've actually already heard John tell you about. And, uh, um, doing some weddings. And picking up chefs here and So, how many of those girls are still I think the only one open still is Abbey Tavern. So would you say that your performance is so far as for them to close? It immediately, so I'm that bad that all the places I worked at have closed except for Abbey Tavern. Yep, 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 yep. Checks, checks out, checks out. Snap my fingers and a place closed. Yeah. <laughs> place closed. <laughs> no, that was just the, I like to say, I like uh, the last shift at a bar is uh, always fun. You've got to make it through without, you know, getting too drunk. But you always end up getting really drunk. Also, drinking hot dog. Another thing, it's not a pet peeve or anything, but uh, when you work in the restaurant or bar industry, uh, if you're sick, it's not an excuse not to come to work most times. It should be, but it depends on where you work. It, it sometimes isn't, especially if it's around the holidays. So, uh, hot toddies will become your best friend if you work in the industry and uh, you get sick because whiskey, honey, and uh, lemon in hot water, I have gotten through several chefs drinking those uh, while not feeling great. I think it's both. I think it's both. Yeah, I think I think the... I don't think it's work in the industry. No, you don't. We recommend... I'm a doctor. And I say hot dog. I get hot Hey Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break, so we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. And we are back! You want 
don't get drunk off that. So, my favorite drink to make. I think I, I know everybody says like the best drink to make is a Bud Light because you pop it open and you hand it to somebody, right? I'm gonna counter that and I say my favorite drink to make is a tequila sunrise because it looks really pretty and it's not it's one of the easier you know like cocktails to make and it separates nicely and it looks nice and I, I yeah I'm gonna go with that tequila sunrise and then what was the second part what's oh, what do I drink on a ship on a ship uh, uh, probably gin and tonic because it's uh, hydrating and gets you drunk. <laughs> Something like that. There's just sugar in it. Just drinking water back here. Yeah, and it looks like water. Yeah. 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 So those are those are there. Do we want to do? That was so. That was while working. I have other favorite drinks to drink. Well, not. Yeah. What do you want to do? I think we're we're going off. Okay. Not off. Uh, favorite drink when I'm not working is uh, Miller High Life. If I'm drinking beer, the champagne and beer. Not thankful. Not the what the boy. Bush. Yeah. But that's just my quick and easy. My go-to is either a nice scotch or a nice uh, gin. For gin, Dingle gin from Ireland. Very, very on the rocks. Very nice. And for scotch, Lagavulin 16. Uh, you don't know what it means, it just means you have ice. I have. Which I'm pretty sure is just 16, but it's actually a 10 year. So, the smokier the scotch, the better. And, to be fair, uh, well, dingle, uh, dingle gin is got like a lot of floral aromas, which are nice. But uh, if you're looking for something that's cheaper and on the smokier side, uh, any young mezcal. What's the grossest thing you've ever seen? And did you have to clean it up? Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna go a different path. Yes, I've seen vomit on the bar, in the bar, behind the bar, around the bar, in the bathroom, on the bathroom, outside the bathroom. Definitely on the bathroom. I've seen plenty of vomit. just close enough. I've seen poop dragged out on a poopy toilet paper stuffed to somebody's foot. But I'm gonna say, and you can feel however you want to feel about this that the grossest thing I see in a bar is when customers order a lot of food or a lot of drinks and then waste all of it. Oh, you're going for like oh, the gross exactly. right. yeah. really uh -huh. I did. I did not want to talk about vomit or poop because that's very common. So what you're talking about is the not literal version of gross, but like the ethically moral version of All I want to add is that if, if you're going to order food and you're going to order alcohol, just don't, just make sure you can finish it. We're happy to give you more if you want more. Just don't overdo it and then waste a ton of alcohol or a ton of food. That's all I want to add.
Is it going to be, do, have I eaten food that, yeah, all, all the time. Okay, so the question is, have you ever, and it, it depends on the food, I'm going to say it depends on the food, but have you ever gotten laid back I don't, I don't think I know anybody in the restaurant industry who hasn't done that at least once, right? Uh, I've heard several people say that they haven't, but I don't really call oh, right. so, yeah. so, just something to keep in mind. Don't order more than you can consume, but also know that if you do, somebody in the kitchen is probably going to eat it, and that's okay because we're hungry and we probably haven't eaten all day. But you know what was great? What's during that? during our tenure, stay at the training post. John and I worked at the training post uh, together. Peter Walker. When we would do a past order. All right, Alex. Alex. Got now. close to the microphone. Alex. Yes. John. Now. Alex. No, it's too close. <laughs> now, what is your dream bar to work at? You know the spiel. It's either a bar that you like that you want to work at or a bar you want to create. My dream bar to work at would definitely be in line with uh, some of our first season bartenders. Want to work on a beach? It'd be a beach dive bar. So, uh, definitely serve margaritas and my guys, but beyond that, you can get, I love to get Kona beer, you can get any kind of two mixed drinks, so vodka cranberry, you can get uh, tequila spring, whatever you want. But it's a beach dive bar, so beach shack, no frills, uh, you know, it's... Did you just pull like uh, Steve Carell from Anchorman when you saw it in front of you and sent you? I don't know. I remember this from Mark's episode too. What about a uniform? Is there a uniform? Uh, Hawaiian shirts. Do you have to wear any Hawaiian shirts? Any Hawaiian shirts. Bottoms are off. Bottoms are off. Don't have to wear bottoms. Completely new below the face. You are a poop character. Makes no sense when you get top on in the first place. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so, so a beach dive bar. So no food at all. It's like you're not doing sandy, so you're not doing anything. Uh, I just think food is so important, like a bite. Like a look at, you know, in, in Irish bars, in Ireland, you so, your, your, yeah. your toasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, I would say uh, whatever the catch at the market was that day. Go to, the, go to the fish market, whatever the catch is. What about, what about, what about, like, you have an idea of outside, like, food trucks, like, no, no, this people supply me. I actually do love always the bars that allow you to order out for me. They might have some snackies behind the bar, but I'm going to order from wherever you want. I like that, yeah. So support, like, local, even, like, anything in the neighborhood, like, deliver to the bar. So I, I, I like bars that have the menus, like, for places around the area at the bar, and then like, what they can ask, like, what do you want for food? I think Patty mentioned this. Like the bath phone where like 
here, like if you want to order from this place, yeah. If you or you want to order from this place, like here's the menu, you like have delivered here, that's fine. Uh, or let me know and I'll have to deliver here. So I think I like that. The, the flip side of that, the other bar I would like to work at would be a true Irish bar with a million rooms that are like wine like, yeah. But like but like it's room after room after room and it's just like it's old furniture, it's wooden and like in one room you have a traditional Irish band playing and in the next room people are talking about I don't know, literature or or whatever. I just there's something nostalgic about the old Irish bar. I assume that one of those rooms some Irish people are talking about taking over the country. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. But that is the back, back, back. Yeah. <laughs> that's the secret behind the bookcase. On the right hand side you hear that whole thing. Yeah, I Alright, alright, alright. So, uh, what are you saying of your favorite bars? Yeah. We're talking local, we're talking national, we're talking international, we're talking interstellar. We're talking, you can be a friend's bar. Uh, in New York City, it is not open currently in Crocodile They have, I think, a sister bar, or maybe the original Alligator Lounge in Brooklyn. Uh, I just remember first moved to New York City, no money. Working at Robocan, uh, starting the Trading Post, literally just trying to pay rent. And so you had two options: you could either drink or you could eat. Not enough money. But at Crocodile Lounge, so you drink. Yeah. Well, at Crocodile Lounge, their happy hour special was a bottle of Miller High Life, a shot of whiskey, and you got a free pizza with your drink, all for six dollars. And anybody can spend six dollars and get those three pizzas. And happy hour only opted up to yeah, yeah. But with every drink, you got a free pizza, so like you can drink and get food. And I, it just was, it's my favorite. It was my favorite bar, and hopefully they come back. So, yeah. But we're not talking small bars. We're talking thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, they're they're big. I do. I love Crocodile Island. Another bar that does something similar that we used to do. Uh, it just reopened after COVID. It's you go in, you get a picture, I believe, for $7. It's not, yeah. A picture of Bud Light. And you get unlimited hot dogs. There's a lot of places around like that. If you guys know any, DM us. We love drinking cheap. We love places to know do this, we're drinking. Yep. Slide into my DM. Yeah, slide into John's DM. Or the buybacks DM. Nope, just John. It's not buybacks, just John. Overwhelmed. That's it? Crocodile? You don't If anybody asks me what the best bar in New York City is, I would say Crocodile. But, uh, yeah. That's how it's gonna... Nice to meet you. I'm just gonna stay with you. Okay, well... So, as bartenders, we rely on clientele, and essentially a So, do you ever have any people you served in love, whether it be a celebrity and it was a really cool interaction, or shitty interaction, or um, could it be uh, a regular that just kept coming back and now we're in love with the uh, yeah, I actually forgot about this question, so I didn't even think about it until right now. Uh, 
Regulars at a bar at bars are fun. So although I'm not a the biggest fan of corporate America, uh, Blackwell's was right near the Chrysler Building, so we got a, a, the same uh, businessmen coming in every day. So that was interesting, kind of hearing the stories of like, I don't know. I kinda like them. I'm not having it that out. It doesn't matter. Uh kind of thing. I forgot about this. I like you know what? Uh, at all the bars I've worked at, there's always the person who comes in right when the bar opens. Whoever that person is, I like that. Yeah, newspaper favorite guy. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always an older gentleman. He's a like, Irish. He's Irish. At Abbey Tavern, we had an Irish guy come in. But yeah, I, I would, I'd say regulars are always the best customers. Or not even customers, family. Uh, but um, some of my favorites are the early birds. Early birds at the bar, especially on a weekday. <laughs> those, are, those are the good ones. They walk very tight. I have a side question. What about uh, what is my favorite part? What about the business? Is there anyone ever made you in the whole like scene for supper? Yes. You're serving me. Please. Are you going to work for the money I'm going to give you? Yeah. Uh, so, especially in the financial district. Uh, yeah, so people think they're better than any kind of serving staff. Because they've never worked as hard as anybody in the bar. <laughs> But you know what, I think that's a good point is that it's very easy to tell who has worked in the industry and who hasn't, right? Just by the way that they interact with you at the bar. Because uh, somebody who's been through it, who's worked the shitty hours and has uh, uh, bartended on Christmas or... Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's very easy to tell who's worked in the industry and who isn't, who hasn't. If you're listening and you've never worked in a bar or restaurant, that is okay. Just know that the people who are serving you work just as hard as you or anybody else you know. It just might be in a different capacity, that's all. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody, who can, anybody who thinks they deserve a drink or deserve the food fast, they can suck it. <laughs> Can't, can't even, don't want to. I'm not gonna go there. Because yeah. they happen every day. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think another one here, too. Yeah, here. you want to try? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I had another question. Yeah, John's gone. I am on the loose. Alright. <laughs> we're going off script. Oh, look. Ooh. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Married, married man. <laughs> Before that happened, Alex, did you, did you get any numbers while working with Yeah. Yeah? And uh, how was that for you? Any tools there? So, yeah, working at bars and restaurants, uh, you'll, everybody at one point will get a number and or get asked out on a date because like bartenders have they don't really have a lot of power but in the scheme of things they have a lot of power <laughs> like, right 
Well, so, you're a legal drug dealer. Yeah. the best thing in the world. <laughs> I know. So, yes. Yes, I have. And yes, I've gone on a date with a... Thank you so much. Uh, with a customer who has given me her number. And... Um, yeah. Uh, and since I'm getting married, that's I'm gonna leave it right there. I did not. I did not. I did not. Yeah, I did not meet my uh, wife at a bar. So there you go. Alex, final question. All right, John. What does buyback mean to you? What does the buyback mean to you? Now, if you say the buyback means family, I'm excited for that because we are family. What do you say the buyback means? Um, so, buyback is, you know, I, I was surprised to find that the buyback is in New York City, and that's not something that's everywhere. However, I do know that since we've been interviewing people outside New York City, that uh, it still happens where they give people for grounds and stuff, and they just don't call it a buyback, and that's cool. Uh, but so, something who gets a buyback is uh, just somebody who's kind, who treats a bartender like a person, and not as a servant, right? They care, uh, or they're just really quiet, and drink in peace, and are... You know, not bothersome. Normally it happens after a few drinks. If you're a regular at a bar, it happens a lot sooner than that. So, for a buyback, if you ever want one, don't ask for it. But just be really kind to your bartenders, I guarantee you. Before we close out, Alex, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on in your life? What you want to let us know you guys know I'm getting married? Did you know I'm getting married? I heard you were getting married three times. one thing I want to say is be nice to your bartenders. Where can people find your writing? Where can people find your series? So, you can find my writing. I write fiction and nonfiction. Find it on alexmoclair.com. Yeah, I know, but it's the first time I've seen it. It's a nine. Yeah, thank you. No one had that before you? No, 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 we got that one. Alex Sinclair. Alex Sinclair.com. How do you spell it? It's a French name. I gotta go. Oh, God. This really put out of hand. This got out of hand. This got out of hand. Alright, well. Thank you to Mad Donkey for letting us come back here. Patty's here. Thank you. And the bartender. And thank you so much, Patrick. Cheers, guys. Cheers. We gotta do, we gotta do the cheers uh, by the microphone. One, two, three. Cheers. Let's actually get a podcast. Uh, one day, maybe, maybe when he, when, uh, my episode, that happened a podcast. It definitely happened in the past. This is a perfect bar. Well, this is a 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 b
Your glass is one beer. You have one beer in your glass. Just use the same glass. Don't bartender, don't pour the glass. Especially if it's like a dive bar, quick bar. Because it saves a lot of time, it saves doing dishes. Even if you're getting a different beer, you can still use the same glass. I dare you to try and tell me that you can taste a drop of any beer with another beer, right? Like, if you get a drop of Guinness in a IPA, you'll never know. Well, you're, you are going to get your people. You are going to get your, your penis glasses. I don't want, like, an IPA in my Guinness glasses. I will challenge you But if it's just a pint glass, it's just a pint glass. Especially if you're going to get a pint glass, I think it's going to be different bar rule? Yeah, you can say You want to say a bar rule? Yeah, absolutely. My bar rule would be that guy. Cocktails, you don't know what's in it, you don't get that cocktail. <laughs> I'm sorry, there are literally 14 billion cocktails in the world. You can't be like, hey, bartender, I want the snotty nose red dog, and they don't know it. Well, yeah, of course they don't know it. You just made it up three seconds ago. You can't tell them what's in it, you don't get it. Are you opposed to the I'm not Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.